say who it's written by, but it says, There's no love like a mother's. Her heart is filled with care. With Christ as her example, her Savior's love she'll share. A mother's love is endless, not changing for all time. When needed by her children, a mother's love will shine. God bless these special mothers. God bless them, every one, for all their tears and heartaches and special work they've done. When days on earth are over, a mother's love lives on through many generations. God's blessings on each one. Be thankful for our mothers who love with higher love from power God has given and strength from up above. And this second one's tired of the same thing, Mother's Love. This one is written by Helen Steiner Rice. She's a familiar name, y'all probably heard. A mother's love is something that no one can explain. It's made of deep devotion and of sacrifice and pain. It is endless and unselfish and enduring come what may, for nothing can destroy it or take that love away. It is patient and forgiving when all others are forsaking, and it never fails or falters, even though the heart is breaking. It believes beyond believing when the world around condemns, and it glows with all the beauty of the rarest, brightest gems. It is far beyond defining, it defies all explanation, and it still remains a secret like the mysteries of creation. A many-splendored miracle man cannot understand, and another wondrous evidence of God's tender guiding hand. And the first thing we want to do is, because we appreciate our First Lady and recognize her as being the mother of our assembly, we have a little something for Sister Darlene that we would like to give her this morning. Give her a round of applause and show her appreciation. spa boxes. If anyone, any of our mothers could use a little home spa. Jaylee, can I get you to help me please? And no cheating, Jaylee, now. I'm trusting you here. So all the mothers, did everybody get a, a blue ticket? All the mothers. Nikki, come on down. That box. It don't matter. Yes, we don't keep track of that. One more. 
have a little video clip we're going to play. Um, while we pass out, every mother will get a little something. So, And if you don't like the fragrances that are in there, maybe after church you can swap with another sister or something to get something you like because they're kind of they're mixed up different things. So, But you can go ahead and start the video and we'll pass these out. thankful for our mothers, aren't we? Praise the Lord. May each and every mother that's with us today be blessed and have a great and wonderful day. We just welcome each and every one that is with us today, whether you're visiting with us or haven't been with us in a little while. We welcome you back. So thankful for you to be here on this Mother's Day. Uh, looks like the sun is trying to shine through, so hopefully, good Lord willing, it'll keep on shining through and that rain will stay off. We've had enough rain to water it a little bit, so... <laughs> But uh, we're just thankful to be in the house of the Lord this afternoon. So thankful for you to be here. Those watching on the, by means of the live stream, which uh, I was just notified that for some reason Facebook has went down again. So uh, the uh, our app that we have or by our website, ChristFamilyChurchNashville.org, will be the way to watch if uh, anybody gets word of that. The Facebook happens to be down. Uh, the only announcements looks like we have for this coming week is on this Friday, the 19th, uh, Jed and Deborah Clifton has an anniversary. So let's give them a hand clap. And I know uh, Sister Deb has been not feeling well, been sick, so we just want to continue to uplift her in our prayers that the Lord will touch her body uh, very much so, and, it, and they will have a wonderful anniversary come this Friday. 
Praise the Lord. That's the only announcement I see for the week, other than remember Bible study Wednesday, 7 p.m. So don't forget that. Be here if any way possible at 7 p.m. on this Wednesday. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe that's all the announcements for this week. So we will get into our devotion. And our devotion is going to come from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 1, 2, and 3. So there's some good verses right here. So children, I've already heard somebody say, you tell them, listen to this. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) We're not, we're, we're not, well, we won't embarrass them. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And as I uh, read these verses, it just makes you think uh, of the word of God. This was a commandment to honor your parents, cherish your mother. Your mother had had a tough job. Thankfully, because we are all here right now and you're hearing me, your mother gave birth to you. You are here. She went through childbirth and brought you into this world, cared for you, gave you everything that you need, regardless of how when you get older, unfortunately, some children and their mother don't get along too well. But nonetheless, children, are you still to honor your mother? The Word tells us to honor our mother. We do not know what some things that they had to go through in order to take care of us and see us through, to to provide food and shelter and education for us, to to love us to no end. How many know there there are some things you can never do that will take the love away from you that your mother has for you? Your mother's always going to be there for you. You know, it's still to this day, grown men, you know, my age uh, and above, when something bad happens, the first thing they say is, I want my mama. <laughs> you know, I want my mama, you know. And so there's something about a mother's love, and we should just honor our mother, cherish him. I cherish my mother. Uh, being being here with us, I love her. I thank her for the upbringing. Even those whippings and paddlings that I got at the time, I did not enjoy. I did not want those whippings, but... Uh, I'm. Uh, I might, maybe, put earmuffs, Mama. I might say that I understand it now. <laughs> Don't tell her I said that. I understand now, but that's important in child rearing. So we need, we are to honor and cherish. To to honor your mother is to show value in her. Show value in her mother. And I can think of no greater way on this Mother's Day to show value in our mothers and and what what they have done for us in our lives than to give praise and glory to God for our mothers. Be thankful for our mothers. Give Him praise. Give God praise and glory for the mother that we had and for uh, how they brought us and reared us. Amen. Hallelujah. So as we stand and the praise team comes up in worship, let's just worship the Lord wholeheartedly and have a heart of thanksgiveness for our mothers this afternoon. Hallelujah.
darkest nights you are close like no
I will sing of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Every breath that I am able, give praise and glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Every breath that we are able, we need to give him praise and glory and honor due his name. Hallelujah. Like the song said, for his goodness is running after me. Hallelujah. It's great to have something running, uh, good running after you. <laughs> Brother, I, I was reminded of my grandmother that was running after me one time, and it wasn't good. <laughs> it was not good. She was running after me to get a hold of my hind end. <laughs> Done had a paddle in her hand. And, you know, the law running after you, it ain't good. I, I'd like to stand before you and say that ain't happened, but the law had run after me. <laughs> Because I didn't want to get caught. But that's what we do when we don't want to get caught was run. But the goodness of God that's running after us. Hallelujah. Oh, when it when it overcomes us and that goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's just so wonderful. When all you can do is praise Him and, and give Him glory for that goodness. Hallelujah. And then sometimes you wonder in your heart, why did you run so long from the Lord? Why did you run from His blessing? Hallelujah. Why did you run from the goodness that was chasing you down? Woo! Glory to His name. Praise the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Glory to His name. Glory to the name of the Lord. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen. Give Him another hand clap of praise. Praise His holy name. Just thank the Lord for His goodness that is always running after me. Oh, go ahead, Sam. Okay, Sam. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sam. Hallelujah. 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 Praise His holy name. At this time... We are going to ask the blessing upon the tithes and the offerings of this week and uh, thank the Lord for his uh, blessing and provision upon us. And after I say the, uh, the blessing over the offering, and if you want to go out uh, in the foyer there at the desk, you can pay by card out there uh, if you so choose. But after we get done with the blessing and the offering, I'm going to ask Sister Linda to come up. She is going to sing a song. Uh, while we receive an offering today. But let's just bow our heads and ask the blessing upon the offering. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for this day. We thank you for our mothers that are with us today. Lord, we just ask you to bless each and every one and comfort them in mind and body and spirit today. We thank you, Lord, for this offering that we're going to receive. Take it for the furthest of your kingdom and let all praise and glory come back for the name of Jesus and everything that we do. We give you praise and glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, let everyone say, Amen. God bless you as you give this morning. Sister Linda, if you will come.
Because there's nothing out in that world, nothing. If you know the Lord, you know what I'm talking about. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to come up here. Because he is Lord. He's your mother. He's your father. He's everything to you. He's my friend, my best friend. I've been through life a lot. And I've had friends to let me down a whole lot. But you know what? He's never let me down. I can always go to him. I can always ask him. I can always pray to him because he is my Lord and Savior. And I thank you today. And I want to say I feel like I'm the blessed mother in this church. I have a mother that's 94 years old. And I know none of y'all can probably say you have a mother that's 94 years old. So I'm blessed. And I thank him for my mother. And I thank him that I have a mother. And I love him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is still Lord. Hallelujah. Praise his name. The worship song we have seen this morning talks about the breath that we have to give praise and honor like sister Linda just saying he gave each man the breath to praise his name hallelujah hallelujah the breath that we have so many people take for granted up until they have a time where they feel like they can't breathe and you're just grasping for the next the next breath hallelujah but our breath that we have in us that he give us we should praise him and give him give him glory like a song she was singing talking about some people will turn and not keep that commitment when they come to the Lord. They turn to worldly things, that their hearts are drawn to a loyalty there instead of a loyalty to the Lord. Hallelujah. But like she said, the Lord is faithful. The Lord is merciful to us. The Lord is good to us. Hallelujah. If we will just remain faithful to Him, even in those times in little or much, we still feel His touch. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for the Lord today. Hallelujah. And his blessings upon us. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time. Hallelujah. Let's give him a hand clap. Hallelujah. We are going to have one more song this morning before we change order of service. We're going to ask Sister Jay Lee to come up. She is going to sing for us this morning. Hallelujah. Before we change.
You can remain standing, <laughs> or you can remain seated, whatever you want. We're going to do our meet and greet dismiss for Children's Church. Everybody said, God bless Pastor today. He's going to bring us the word, and we, uh, and we know that the Lord has given him a word for us today. Hallelujah. But we're going to greet one another in the Lord right now. It feels so good.
Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Okay, let's give the Lord another hand clap while you make your way back to your seats. Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you. Okay, my sermon is only three hours long. <laughs> we have had a, uh, we've had a beautiful spirit of worship here today, I have enjoyed what I have felt from the Lord, amen, and I'm just thankful and I know that God wants to uh, to do more, amen, as we go on from this point in the, in the service. Brother, do you have something?
Hallelujah. Go back to one of the songs that we sung in worship. It's his breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. God is good. And all the time, it is great to be here today, um, especially on this Mother's Day. I welcome everyone that is here, those that are watching by means of the live stream today uh, on um, our app that you can, on the phone or iPad or whatever how you're watching. Um, the presence of the Lord, and I'm just so thankful um, uh, just thinking about what um, Sister Linda was talking about a few minutes ago about her mom, uh, 94 year old years old, and still uh, blessed to have her. Uh, and since we are honoring mothers today, uh, her mom and Douglas's mom as well. She is the last surviving member of the uh, charter members that started this church with Brother Hale in 1948. And 75 years ago, uh, we celebrate our 75th anniversary. We'll, we'll, we'll be on our next homecoming uh, right along with 75 years of Israel becoming a state and a nation. Uh, which is very, very significant. But uh, I know uh, Sister Mildred would uh, to be, would be here if she if she could, and we miss her. I think about my mind. There's I see many faces of many mothers of the church that um, have gone on just in the uh, 32 years that I have. Stood before you as your pastor this Mother's Day. To, uh, this um, uh, in the month of um, May is when uh, we celebrated 32 years that we were voted in. We moved moved back down from Kentucky and uh, uh, took pastorship. And so, 32 Mother's Days we have have seen. And uh, I don't want to begin to call. Their names, many of them, I, I may miss some, and I don't want to do that, but we give honor to them all and thankful uh, to them all. Um, I want to call your minds for the next few moments and bear with me today, if you will, uh, to Proverbs 31. Everybody knows about the 31st chapter of Proverbs. It talks about uh, the virtuous woman or the virtuous wife. Uh, says many good things, and I'm just going to pick, I'm going to pick one verse from that chapter, verse 25, and I am reading from the NLT version. That's what I'm going to read by, and you can just follow it on the screen. But this is what it says. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. She is clothed with strength and dignity. And she laughs without fear 
of the future. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father God, we come today, we thank you on this beautiful day that you have given. We thank you for all the mothers and the grandmothers that are here today. We are honored by their presence. And I know you love each and every one of them, Lord. And now I'm asking God that you will help me in my feeble way as I try to go into your word and give the message that you've laid on my heart today. I pray, God, if there's any needs today that will be met, if anybody needs salvation, I pray that that will take place and occur, that nobody will leave here lost without you today. And everything's accomplished. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Let the church say, Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. After, as I said a few minutes ago, after seeing 32 years uh, Mother's Day, the day's come and gone, uh, I kind of look back through my computer and my files going back several years and to look over some of the messages that I have brought to you uh, on this day. And our Lord, uh, you've got to give me a rainbow word today uh, that you won't deliver uh, because I, you know, I don't want to rehash anything. And but after 32 years, you know, it, it begins to get a little bit tougher all the time. But uh, I really feel like God began to speak in my heart, and he showed me this word, verse and led me to this verse. And I want to speak to you today on a subject titled, The Garment of Strength and Dignity of Virtuous Women. Amen. Think about that. The Garment of Strength and Dignity of virtuous women. Now, on Mother's Day, I'm aware of all the emotional feelings that are brought about by this traditional holiday. Some of you today are blessed with wonderful memories of your mother. Some of you are grieving uh, the loss of your mother while still others have deep heartache on this day uh, due to hurtful memories and scars that is deep in your heart. So there are many kinds of emotions that come about on a day such as this. But still in all, it's important that we take the time to honor and respect motherhood because it was by mothers that God chose to propagate his creation of life on this planet. Amen. Uh, you owe honor to your mother, if for nothing else, simply for reason that she gave you life. And you need to love her and honor her uh, for that. Amen. Uh, I... Uh, I don't understand things that happens in this world today. There is a loss of respect in all areas. And being in the metropolitan school system for 22 years, I mean, I've, I've seen children and kids just 
you know, show all kind of disrespect uh, uh, to teachers, to principals, uh, and um, and also I've seen them get up and just say anything and everything to their own mother, while sometimes are supposedly supposed to be men sit back, you know, with a dumb look on their face and don't never say nothing. But I wasn't born and bred that way. And there have been times that if nobody else stood up, if I was around and a child was disrespecting their mother, I would speak up myself. Because nothing burns me as, uh, as much as that. Amen. And, uh, but we need to re- respect uh, motherhood. I uh, found an old writing that goes back several years, and it spells out that word mother, M-O-T-H-E-R. Maybe you have heard it before because, like I said, it goes back many years. But I want to share you, uh, this with you briefly. M is for the million things she gave me. O means only that I have to watch her growing old. T is for the tears were shed to save me. H is for her heart of purest gold. E is for her eyes with love light shining. R means right, and right she'll always be. Put them all together, they spell mother, a word that means the world to me. Hallelujah. Yeah, I believe you're right. It used to be, uh, I thought, I, you know, I, I just happened to find it, but that, I, I felt like that would that fit in perfect right here. Proverbs chapter 21 is well known for describing a virtuous woman and wife. Now, I've chosen, as I told you, verse 25 in the chapter for the foundation of this Mother's Day message. It said she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she lasts without fear of the future. That's the garment of strength and dignity of a virtuous woman. Now, let's talk about, number one, she clothed with strength. Clothed with strength. We live in a mixed-up world today. The so-called council uh, culture seeks to wipe out all the history and tradition that we have known and we hold dear. Amen. Sadly, the role of what a woman is and what the woman does has not been immune from the tampering and redefining by the First of all, the feminist movement for over the past 20 years, and now the LGBT uh, people, they are trying to teach us that to be a strong woman, you must be compliant to the woke agenda, and that your strength, this is what they want women to think about today, that your strength is by outdoing, outthinking, and outachieving the male of the species. Now, there's nothing wrong with desire to be the best. Amen. Nothing wrong whatsoever. And and I and I will tell you this: I definitely believe 
uh, in uh, the equality of all people. The Bible teaches us that in Jesus Christ there's neither male nor female, bond or free, Jew or Greek. God has made a one blood all creation. Hallelujah. That's what the word says. And so, having knowing that and understanding that, you know, I believe, I believe that if a woman does the work of a man, you deserve the pay of a man. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not trying to get nobody in trouble on the job, whatever, but if I was a woman and I was working somewhere at any kind of place that they wasn't paying me the same thing they was paying the guy next man next to me, I'd be walking out in front of me. Hallelujah. Amen. Because there are some things that are just right by principle. Amen. But that's not what I'm, I'm talking about. There's nothing wrong with being and desiring the best. <coughs> but God did not create the woman to be in competition with the man, but to walk along beside him as his helpmate and companion. And a virtuous woman is clothed by God-given strength. Hallelujah. God-given strength. I want to turn your attention to the book of Esther in the Old Testament. And I want to read from chapter 4, verses 15 and 16. This is what it reads like. Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go. Gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink three days, night and day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise and so I will go in to the king which is not according to the law and if I perish, I perish. Amen. Esther was one of the strongest women in the Bible. God had raised her up from being a cap captive as she was Jewish when the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem and they carried them off to Babylon and she was there just as another captive. But God raised her up from obscurity and got her to the place where she was the actual queen. Amen. But here's one thing that amazed me about this lady. She never did forget where she came from. And she remembered those that she left behind. Well, it came about a time that there was a wicked man. And many of you know this story. There was a, a wicked man by the name of Haman. And he devised a plan to have all Jews killed and destroyed. And this plan was in the making. But Esther was a brave and beautiful queen who God used to save the entire nation of Israel. Think about that now. This is a woman. This is a lady. But God used her to save the entire Jewish people 
because they was on the verge of extermination because of this wicked man by the name of Haman. And a time most needed, Esther showed herself to be brave and strong in the face of great danger. She trusted God and followed his calling on her life. And there's no better thing today that a woman can do. Amen. It's to always trust God in your life. Amen. And to follow his direction. <coughs> Mordecai, the one who basically raised her and took care of her, found out about the plot to kill all the Jews. So he sent uh, Esther a message. And at first she says, no, wait a minute. Even though I'm the queen, nobody under Persian law has the right to walk into the throne room of the king unless the king has bade you, asked you to come. If you walk in on your own and he don't hold out his scepter for you in favor, others have tried and others have had their head chopped off. And so she thought about that first thing. But Mordecai talked and he told her, he said, look, who knows whether or not God has placed you where you're at for such a time. God's speaking to somebody right now. Mm. Esther, you you wasn't raised up out of a bunch of slaves thousands of miles from your homeland, raised up as high as being the queen just because that you was the prettiest one around on the outside. Come on now. Mordecai told her, he says, let's think about it. You were raised up for such a time as this. And so, this strong woman, this woman clothed with strength, she sent word back. said, look, you have everybody fast and pray for me for three days. Don't eat, don't drink, and pray for me. And she said, and me and my maidens here in the palace, we're going to do the same thing. That's another thing that I want to point out about Esther and this strong woman. She never asked anybody to do something she wasn't willing to do herself. Hmm? She said, look, I, I need y'all's prayers. I need you to pray and fast for me. And I'm going to do likewise. Hallelujah. Amen. Ladies, always be willing to do what you expect or ask somebody else to do. Hmm? Glory to God. She said, I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast. And after this three-day time period, she says, I'm going to go and walk into the king's room, even though I haven't been asking. He hadn't asked for me in, in, in a while. But she says, I'm going, and if I perish, I perish. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many knows that we need some more uh, women today in families and in churches that demonstrate that kind of strength? Come on, somebody. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. If I perish, I perish. Amen. That is something that we need to understand. Esther showed herself to be brave and strong in the face of great danger. But she trusted God. And she followed his calling in her life. The strength she demonstrated was something she didn't teach or train herself. Her strength was a clothing offered by God, and she gladly clothed herself with what he provided. Hallelujah. Let me move on and talk about uh, being clothed with dignity. Dignity is a word that we think we know. And not being a, a regular biblical word, I, I have never really, I can re, can't remember looking it up in the dictionary. But it's one of those words, you know, you got a good idea of what, uh, what it means. And I was surprised, though, where it took to me, it took me the first time when I looked it up. Dignity is defined as having self-esteem, self-respect, and a feeling of worthiness. In other words, if you don't have self-respect, ladies, and self-esteem, and a feeling of worthiness, there's no way that you can be clothed with dignity. They have to come first. Amen. Those things are so important. And that, that part about worthiness, I feel like I got to get in on that right now because right now, one of the devil's biggest works that he tries to put on ladies is to try to make you feel unworthy. I have talked and counseled with so many down through the years and the over 50 years that I've been in the ministry. The devil constantly beats up on them, makes them think that they're not worthy, maybe because of something in the past, something that they've said, something that they've done, something that may not be no fault of their own or own, but just other, way, other people took it the wrong kind of way. But I stand and declare to you right now, Jesus Christ has made you worthy, and that deserves a hand clap. <laughs> He's made you worthy because the righteousness we have is not something that I did and earned my own, but it's something he gave me. Hallelujah. I could not, I don't care how good I would try to live, follow a set of rules and standards in some church. Hallelujah. But that is just not good enough because the Bible said that my righteousness is like filthy rags in his sight. I preached a message one time years ago called The Great Exchange. And the, and the meat of that message was this. When Christ died at Calvary, shed his blood, and then when I obeyed him in repentance, water baptism in his name for the remission or forgiveness of my sins, a great exchange took on the cross he took my sins. Jesus never said a cuss word in his life, but on, on the cross he became a cusser. 
Jesus Christ never committed adultery, but on the cross, he became an adulterer. Study the Bible, you'll find that. Hanging on the cross, he became everything that's vile. Amen. I'm telling you the truth. Jesus became everything imaginable that is sinful and vile. That is the reason why he cried out, Father, why have you forsaken me? Because God was turning, the Father turning, had to turn his back on sin. We were born in this world, and the Father was not looking at us because we were, as David said, King David, we were born in sin, and iniquity were we shaped. And if it wasn't for the work that Christ did at Calvary, he took on my sin, and he lived that perfect sinless life. And from that day to this, when God turned back around and looked at me, and he don't see what I've done. He sees what Jesus did and what Jesus put on me. That robe of righteousness. Hallelujah. So don't let the devil or nobody tell you you're not worthy. You are worthy, sweetheart. You are worthy in the eyes of God. And I don't know what you think about it, but as long as I know my God likes about one thing about me, I don't care what nobody else thinks. Hallelujah. Glory. So dignity. <coughs> That's one thing that we are really short of today. We got, we're more short of dignity today than we was of toilet paper back when the COVID hit. <laughs> Glory. I thought some of these young people were going to have to learn what it was when I was a kid and what the uh, service and robust catalog was actually used for in outhouses. You wasn't you wasn't just trying to look up the sales. Well, hallelujah. My wife said, move on now, move on. All right. <laughs> hallelujah. So we are got a big shortage of dignity today. How you know that? Well, all you gotta do is take one trip to Walmart and look around and see how people feel okay about going out the way they dress in public. You can, I mean, people don't, they don't have no dignity about them no more. They don't care no more. That, that, that lack of respect I told you about, what, it, 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 it goes for everything, including people's appearance. Hallelujah. Amen. I mean, I got, I'm friends with somebody on Facebook. He goes back a few years. He's a he's another fine guitar picker like uh, Brother Charles was. He knew Brother Charles. And he gets a hold of some old Nashville pictures. I'm telling you, puts them in there. Uh, it amazes me. And one thing about downtown Nashville, years ago, back in the days of Harvey's and King Sloan's and all those places down there, you can take a picture any day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, of the people walking the sidewalks. People used to get dressed up just to go downtown. You never, you, you wouldn't see people. I don't know who told people it's all right to start going to Walmart in your pajamas. You know, I don't know where that started. <laughs> but 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 pajamas. It's a whole lot better than some other stuff I've seen. 
But what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is there's no dignity in this world today. There's no dignity. Amen. Uh, but no woman has the dignity and grace as a virtuous, godly woman. Amen. She stands out in a crowd because everything from her dress to her speech and even her mannerisms all speak loud and clearly. Say, hey, this lady is a daughter of God. Amen. She's clothed with dignity and she cares about herself. And what kind of picture she's betraying to the world. And everything from her dress to her speech. My Lord, my Lord. Mm. I've been around some I've been around some guys that could really put out some foul language. But I ain't never seen none yet, nowhere, even a bunch of sailors could talk the way some women I hear talk nowadays. the truth anyhow why there's no dignity there's no dignity but there's no woman who has the dignity and grace that a virtuous godly woman has she stands out in the crowd amen I want to give you a scripture from 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 3 and 4 and I'm going to read it from the in LT version, I want you to look at this. Don't be concerned. Now, Peter is writing to the to the ladies in the church. Here's where he's writing to. And this, yes, this is New Testament. This is not Old Testament. This is New Testament. Uh, written by Peter, the same guy who wrote Acts 2.38. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Now, I've seen this verse of scripture just twisted all out of its place down through the years and used to uh, put all kind of unright uh, manners and standards and everything else. Peter didn't say having a nice hairdo, wearing nice clothes or jewelry was sinful. He didn't say that there. What he was teaching and trying to say is you need to spend just as much if not equal time on what you got going on in here. Because that's where you're able to shine with dignity and brightness to the world if you got that God-given dignity on the inside. For you care about yourself, your family, your husband, your church. Hallelujah. 
That is what Peter is trying to say here. He said, you should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes within the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Just because one person miles out loud don't mean you ought to go ahead and do it louder. Hmm? Amen. Always know that live before you're at, you are a daughter of God. And His Spirit is inside of you. And the only way the world can see Jesus is through us, through our lives, through our mannerisms. Amen. Uh, Today, there's a lot of things happening. I'm trying to hurry. There's a lot of things happening that we had never seen before. One of those things is road rage. Have you ever thought about what a bad portrait of Christianity is? Here I am going down the highway in my vehicle. I got a honk if you love Jesus bumper sticker on one side. I got a fish on the other side, which, you know, I mean, that was one of the first symbols of Christianity, the fish. Years ago, I got all that stuff, and I never did like them. I always thought they had used to have the license plate, Jesus is my co-pilot. All I can tell you, if he's your co-pilot, you need to scoot over and let him have the wheel. You know, Jesus take the wheel. Amen. But here I am driving and cruising along. I got all this stuff all over my car. Somebody cuts me off. My temperature rises. And it wasn't the kind of temperature that Elvis was singing about, burning love. I'm a burning, but it ain't burning love. I'm burning and spewing hate. That so-and-so cut me off. Here I go. Hit and this road rage is killing everybody today. I speed around them and I call them every, hey, what are you trying to do? And I gas it and go on them. And as I pass him going, he's looking, honk if you love Jesus on the back of my car. <laughs> he's probably, or she's probably saying, well, uh, I guess I guess I need to. Somebody needs to love them because it's evident that you don't. Well, hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's gain some dignity. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> at least, at least hold it till you can find yourself somewhere a hundred feet out in the woods where nobody else is around and lay it out then. It matters how we portray ourselves. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. So the inner beauty of virtuous woman radiates outward for all to see that Christ abides here. Amen. He is in my walk. Listen to me now. This inward beauty, this dignity that God has given me Let's the world know that Jesus abides here. He is in my walk. He is in my talk. He is in my style. 
this is dignity that can only come from having put on Jesus Christ so the world can see Jesus in you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Should I? <laughs> it can, can the world see Jesus in us? I'm debating. It just came to my mind. I'm, I'm trying to weigh it out if it, the Lord wants me to say it or not. It's kind of rough. But it came from a preacher. Preacher, and I just heard a message not long ago. And he preached it uh, inside a church that probably seat uh, uh, seven or eight times this and filled the potter's house. And anybody heard of a man by the name of Jakes? I've, I was going through some stuff and he, a message he preached lately. lately. And boy, he was laying it down. He was burning it up. He was talking about letting the world see Jesus in you. He stops, takes off his glasses, and he says, Sisters, who don't have no dignity of how they go to the house of God anymore. He said, you don't want, the way, he said, the way some of you come to church, the way some of you crawl up on that platform up here and get in the choir and sing, he said, you don't want, you don't want me to see Jesus in you. He said, you want me to see your naked backsides. He said, you don't want me to see Jesus in you. You want me to, you want me to see how much cleavage you got. He said, we're going to have to put a stop to this stuff today. Well, what I'm, what I'm thinking is, amen, it should have never started in the first place. But it's just, it just another picture of people not having respect and dignity anymore about anything. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul gave us the formula of how to walk in dignity and grace in the undignified world we live in. This is the last scripture I'm going to use. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 12. <coughs> Therefore, what's it there for? <laughs> Therefore, as the elect of God, ladies, this is right here, is how you clothe yourself with dignity. As the elect of God, in other words, God chose you. He anointed you and appointed you. You're the elect of God. You didn't choose him. He chose you. That's what the book says. As the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, Meekness, long-suffering, that is part of a garment of dignity. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. The garment of strength and dignity of virtuous women. I have cut 
a lot out because of my time, but we are going to go to the keyboard at this time. Let me say I appreciate every mother that is here, every lady. Uh, maybe we should all just kind of say a prayer. Asking God, Lord, help us. Help us, Lord, in how what we do, how we portray ourselves to this world. If you've got a spiritual need, you can come. There are people that will pray with you. If you've never repented, if you've never been baptized in water for the remission of sins in the name of Jesus Christ, which is the only biblical way, and you can come and we can set up a time and appointment for you to do that. Whatever. Maybe you need prayer for your body. Whatever need. Let's all stand together right now. Sister Linda sung that song a while ago, You're Still Lord. Let's all just sing this chorus as well. appreciate your attention today as we ministered um, the word. appreciate you being here. Uh, if any of the women, the uh, mothers that didn't get one of the gifts from passed out for Mother's Day, make sure that you get, we had these for um, 
all the uh, the mothers that are here today, if you happen to miss, uh, they're, they're still in the basket on this front pew. Don't feel bashful. Come up and get you one before you leave. Uh, if you are blessed to have your mother still around, try to have some kind of contact with her today. If she's too far away, contact her some kind of way because she's not going to be here always. Amen. Not going to be here always. I lost my mother in 1987. It's been a long time. Um, please do that. Uh, and show your moms how much that you love them and appreciate them. It's very important. We'll be back here Wednesday night at 7 o'clock for our midweek Bible study. Uh, And so uh, remember that as well. Let's bow our heads and thank the Lord for the service. Father, we come today and thank you for the service. This time that we've come together in unity as one to give um, worship to your name and declare you worthy. I speak blessings on every individual, every family that is here today. I pray, God, that you would bless them and keep everybody safe as they travel on the roads. We'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Let the church say, God bless you. We love you.